The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. Open line today, text 166177, WhatsApp 166677, email studio at manxradio.com, call 661368. Well, the Isle of Man is all over the UK media. They've uh, run fairly riot with as yet unsubstantiated claims that a drag queen on the Isle of Man leading a sex education class told the pupil to leave after a dispute over the number of genders. The Daily Mail has got it. The Daily Telegraph has got it. Uh, at the moment, we're being uh, scrutinised uh, in the UK for exactly uh, what it was and what happened. And any thoughts on the matter, by all means, get in touch. Um, and lots of other things to talk about, including, uh, I think, the Solby campsite. David, hi. Hi, mate. Common land. That's the main thing, the theme here, is that there's common land and it was in uh, trustee or, or ownership of the Isle of Man government to, to do something with it. And I'm just appalled, really. I'm thinking of going up on Wednesday night up to uh, Solby for a trip and have a little listen, or I'm up from the, the particular area. But I think this affects people on the island who have either camper vans or have tents and want to uh, go out there and do something uh, different. And I listened to the two people and uh, the lady in the, in the pub at Solby there must be really pulling the hair out regarding this particular, to have it to come up fairly quickly in March instead of the department, which has a duty of care, should have been looking at the Clydester or the sewage pit. Uh, if it was leaking, and has been leaking, I believe, for a little while there, why didn't they do something about it? We're talking about putting a, uh, a modern Clydester in, you dig a hole, you pop this like moon rocket thing in it, and then connect up the pipes, and uh, you're back in action. And the other thing we, they could do or look at, if, even if they'd look at it, is you can hire these toilets. You know, you can hire a block of toilets from any of the companies that are um, advertising on the Isle of Man at the well, minute. let me tell you, David, I can go one further than that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but uh, in Derby Square, they're renovating some properties at the moment. Uh, and the company, they've, they've emailed me this morning, the company uh, behind this um, uh, development at, uh, at Derby Square said, we've got a very expensive portable toilet block with showers and WCs that we don't need at our site in Derby Square. We will donate it free of charge for the duration of the TT to Solby Claddock. So showers and portable toilet blocks free of charge from the developers in Derby Square. Right. Well, you know, I mean, people are getting together on this. And I, I, I think that, well, the two politicians from the area and one that happens to be the chief minister really needs to put his foot in and just say to the minister, Miss uh, uh, Barber, or whatever, saying, what's gone on there? I mean, if I was still in there and you actually trod on somebody's toes in a particular area without warning them, uh, it's going to be a nightmare. 
Well, particularly now, because and it's the proximity to TT that's the important thing. Everybody knows this goes like a, a roller coaster ride between now and the end of May. Everything's yeah. going to be happening. And for this now to be disrupting people and visitors' plans. So we're telling people who are coming to the Isle of Man, yeah, what, you thought, what you thought was there is not there. Sort yourself out. I know. And uh, I hope that, um, that there isn't a, an organisation. Well, I do hope that what would be an organisation up, up that way in the north that will come together and say, look, for the benefit of the shop up there, the, the local austerities, uh, all the different uh, venues that are up there that people are going to go to or, yeah. or even walk to. I mean, we're, we're encouraging people all the time to come to the Isle of Man. Great place to come if anybody's listening in Australia or New Zealand. It is a great place to come. I know the locals do whinge, but that's part of our activities. And, and also, as you say, I mean, you know what? We're not banging the drum for any particular business, but the fact is that businesses do build their business plans around the fact that you know, uh, yeah. the fact that there will be a lot of people in these in these particular weeks, and they yeah. put up with the, the the barren weeks in January and throughout February and what have you, because they know that there's there's this cash flow coming down the line. Yeah, well, I'd like to know the main things is, when was this first brought to the department's attention? Who brought it uh, to their attention? Was it environmental health or another government department? And what have they been doing since they were aware of this? And, and to discuss it with, say, the local authority up there or the traders from the particular area. And if government can't do something, is there any hope for us? OK, all right. Thanks, David. See you, boy. Uh, preach that. It's uh, 12 minutes past 12 midday on Man in Line. Uh, this is a story about the toilet block is going to be demolished and uh, nobody's going to be allowed to do overnight camping, and we are in March. Now, nobody's saying that anybody's culpable. What we'd like to know is, where, you know, when the decision was taken. Obviously, if there are public health reasons, if the uh, the Clargister is leaking or what have you, nobody wants that. But we do have time. It isn't yet March. Um, we've got until the end of May to get this sorted out uh, for TT. Any thoughts on the matter? And uh, <laughs> thank you, Barry, who just said, uh, regarding that uh, builder who wants to give showers, will this flush out the real reason for closing the site? Well, that. well, it's true. Gary Walker has got in touch with me from the developers. Uh, it's Kill Properties, I think, at Derby Square. They're, they're doing that site there. And they, they have offered, and I'm taking them at face value, uh, Gary from Kell Properties has offered a very expensive portable toilet block with showers and WCs. They don't need it at Derby Square. We'll donate it free of charge for the duration of the TT. Anybody else got portable loos they want to donate? You'll have to take them away, of course. So this story, the review into the new relationships and sex education curriculum, the RSE curriculum, relationships and sex education curriculum, which was being taught in Ireland schools, will be published as quickly as possible. Now, in the keys this morning, the commitment was made by the Education, Sport and Culture Minister, Julie Edge, MHK, after her department paused the classes due to concerns from parents regarding the content involved. Julie Edge was at the end of some questions today. The department are aware of the concerns being raised around the RSE advisory curriculum currently being delivered within our <coughs> secondary schools and as such have initiated an external investigation. 
Safeguarding and well-being of all of our students is of paramount importance <coughs> in all the decisions and therefore the Department has taken the decision to pause all our RSC delivery across both primary and secondary education. The Department are also aware of a video which is currently in circulation via social media platforms and are concerned at a number of the claims being raised within that video, which, are clearly, which will clearly be clarified during the process of the external investigation. However, even at this point, before the outcome of the external investigation is understood, the Department would like to clarify that the document referred to and included within the video is a document from a third party organisation and forms no part of the curriculum which has been delivered within our primary or secondary schools. The Department are in the process of appointing an independent external investigator to ensure the facts of the situation are understood and any appropriate further action can then be undertaken based upon those facts. The Department are currently putting together a terms of reference for this investigation and I'm happy to circulate that to honourable members in due course. But whilst I recognise all of the concerns being raised, I will be unable to comment any further until the facts have been established. I'd kindly ask all honourable members and the public to refrain from speculating any further until the completion of the investigation to ascertain the facts and return with the report in due course containing the next steps and any appropriate actions. I'm concerned actually that the department wants a review before responding about the specific set of circumstances that brought this to everyone's attention. I think this is really something that needs to be clarified swiftly to mitigate concerns and prevent speculation. Have a review about the programme content separately, but can the Minister not commit in the meantime to clarifying factually what's actually happened at one school to offset parents' worries? I don't think it would be appropriate for the Department to comment on what we're aware of at this point in time. There's a lot of speculation out there with regards to social media and content that's exactly. been put out on social media. However, if as a department, we came forward and said something. We would then be challenged with, that's not independent. Independent is the right way forward. Uh, there she was, Julie Edge, MHK, Department of Education, Sport and Culture Minister. And the other voice you heard was Joni Farragher, uh, Manx Labour, MHK for Douglas East. Uh, well, the question, whether act of consultation or, in fact, just getting the terms of reference for the consultation... Uh, and don't they, they, she, Julie Edge mentioned which she doesn't want people to speculate... Um, but this is all over the UK press at the moment. This is all over the UK media. This will go worldwide. And you imagine they'll play with the name Isle of Man, won't they? We've already seen, seen social media memes about the Isle of Person or the Isle of Them now. So uh, people are taking the mickey. And so did it happen? Who sanctioned if it did happen? If it didn't happen, that's fine. Just we'll know that it didn't happen. Uh, the UK media, as I mentioned, they're all over it. So do you agree with Julie Edge that we should all shut up now and say nothing? Or do you think her department has something to uh, answer for? If it didn't happen, well, say it didn't happen. If it did happen, why did it happen? And if it's now paused, presumably it was thought to be not a very good idea. Anyway, get in touch. Any thoughts on the matter? Um, I'm, I'm, I can echo Julie Edge's phrase of please do not speculate, but people will have an opinion on this. Uh, Stephen's on now. Hi, Stephen. Um, hi, Ed. Um, just about the claddocks. Yeah. I, just, I want to know, why? how can the government take something off the people that doesn't belong to them? 
you well, know. They, well, they can. I mean, presumably they're saying it's because the toilets aren't fit for purpose. The toilets have them toilets have been closed for nearly two years, so I don't know where they're coming up with that one. Obviously, taking G four S and stuff on over the last couple of years, them guys have been down there two or three guys twenty four seven, even um, in the school term time, and there's no need for them to be down there Monday to Friday, maybe a Friday Saturday and a Sunday when when people are down camping, but not all the way through the season. Um, so obviously money's going in there. That's why it's costing a fortune. Whereas beforehand, um, there was a guy that used to come round that worked for Defa maybe once, twice a day just to check the permits later on, and he knew the majority of people that used to camp down there. So there was never ever a problem. It's just they've been trying to squeeze. They're squeezing it and squeezing it. They have been for years, and this is what they want to do. They just basically want to stop it. So I mean, do you think, I mean, them. Stephen, are they going to stop people doing this? Are they going to actually turn up and turf people off uh, so they can't stay there at night? Um, well, that's what they're saying, but we'll have to see on that one, won't we? Because um, I think people are going to stand up to them this time. It's our land. It's not the government's land. It's the people's land. And it doesn't need to be security down there 24-7. When they first brought the permit system in, it was great. It worked. I mean, we've even offered to pay more to get better facilities down there, put a shower block in. I wouldn't mind paying a couple of hundred pounds a year. You know what I mean? If it works, get it in. But they're wanting that land for something. And they're not saying. So well, well what do you think they want? To, what do you think they want to do with it? What else do they want land for over here? Build houses on? No, you're ju- you think they'd build houses or sanction planning on Solby Claddocks? Yeah, I do. That's definitely what they're going to do. And it's, it's the last bit of common land on this island, and it belongs to the people, not the government. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling today, Stephen. All right. All right, cheers. All Bye. right, appreciate your point today. Um, a note in from, uh, well, we'll call him Mr. Anonymous. Certainly a mister anyway. I wish to discuss red light jumpers. Motorists who jump red traffic lights. The Isle of Man government needs to install cameras onto traffic lights that flash and take photos of the registration number and a picture of the driver. They put other road users at risk. I wonder how many accidents on our roads and junctions are caused by a minority of motorists who fail to stop at red lights. Something we need to do. Uh, Tommy was on, was it last week, the week before, talking about the fact that we should have speed cameras, which once upon a time would have been anathema on the island. Um, (laughs) They got rid of the speed camera at Balaf Bridge, didn't they? And there were, I think, traffic light cameras at the junction of York Road and Woodburn Road. So is it time? Uh, maybe you can report if you spotted red light jumpers. Uh, then uh, let's find out where it's happening. Is it uh, in and around the towns or the villages or where's it happening? Uh, I d- Pete the Painter said, Andy, uh, I do hope people don't take their frustrations out with the government by gluing themselves to the TT course. I, I don't think that's, uh, I don't know, that's not really the style, is it, do you think, to, to actually do that? And some messages in regarding this. Uh, the census reporting uh, show in 2011 showed there were 44,609 economically active people. And that in 2021, there were 44,875. So what's that, a couple of hundred, 269 
68 more. No way 5,000 new jobs are going to be created by the government, says Gaz. Well, let's remain optimistic. If the government has a scheme for getting 5,000 new jobs, and remember... When the financial crash happened worldwide, there was a very quiet sort of um, orderly exodus from the finance sector. Thousands of jobs went from the finance sector. At the same time, uh, Chief Minister was Alan Bell, and suddenly, do you remember out of nowhere, e-gaming arrived. It, it got off to a very slow start, and then e-gaming absolutely raged on and it's now a big part of a part of our, our economy so the government can do it the government well the government don't create jobs but they facilitate the environment where um, free enterprise comes in and creates jobs so the government did it previously with e-gaming that was an, an industry that simply didn't exist anywhere and the Isle of Man is very prominent in e-gaming so we do have an e-gaming industry and it's very well paid uh, so the government has done it in the past so if the government has got something up their sleeve where they think there's going to be another 5,000 jobs well we we wish them well and um Maybe they could tell us about it. Julie Edge's team says there's nothing to see here whilst they hide the evidence, says Texter 488. Well, we'll wait for the report, and we've been instructed uh, to uh, not speculate. Uh, I offered Claire Barber to fun find the money for a new toilet block if DEFA couldn't budget for it, says Keith. Uh, I had a meeting um, about a year ago. I said I'd find the money for a new toilet block, and DEFA never, never got back to me, says Keith. Well, maybe somebody could uh, commit to that. I'm sure there's, uh, the government has the best of intentions regarding Solby Claddock, and maybe uh, circumstances are conspiring against them with what nature's doing to the, uh, the digester. Uh, but it's not long till TT. Solby Campsite's a lovely area, says Nicola S. I didn't camp there during um, due to dog owners letting them stray. All dogs on all campsites should be on leads, make an area solely to bring their pet and stretch their legs, and uh, dog muck can be kept to an area separate from campers enjoying their camping trip with children of all ages uh, who will clean the donated toilets who will maintain them do you take your own toilet roll they will need cleaning daily uh, says uh, nicola well this uh, building firm will i'll happily donate the toilet block that they they're not using at um uh, at their development in, in Derby Square. So we'll take them at face value, and please, no more toilet puns. I was at Solby Claddocks yesterday. The toilets have already gone, says Ian. They've been demolished. I put some... Uh, let me see. Peter said, I put some pictures of Solby Claddock the other day up from my drone. It looks lovely up there. Thank you, Peter. I'll take a look at those out on Facebook. Has that developer got a spare TT scoreboard, <laughs> says Plater? I, I think it's just restricted to a shower block and <laughs> toilets from the... 
from the developer at Derby Square. This is the developer at Derby Square that will happily donate a block of portaloos and showers for the duration of the TT to Solby Cloud. How is this going to be solved? What's going to happen? Will there be security throwing people off at sundown? As gas prices reduce by 18% from the 1st of March, customers may wish to submit a reading today to ensure that they're not overcharged for usage after today, says Malcolm. The decision, text to 223, the decision on the Solby campsite was made three years ago. Governments had plenty of time. Last year, the grandstand showers and toilets were totally refurbished and they're now updating the same facilities. Uh, Solby has been stopped and the government would rather sell the land, says Texter 775, to build hundreds of houses on there. You're not suggesting, surely not. I believe it's just been confirmed that the one-way system on the mountain is being scrapped. This is all skeet at the moment, so we'll take it with grains of sand and salt. I believe it's just been confirmed the one-way system on the mountains being scrapped in a 50-mile-an-hour speed limit up there. As soon as we get news on the TT, that's skeet, by the way. Don't take that as anything more than it. Camper vans, what's the problem, says Brian. All they need is a fairly level area with water and a drain, i.e. the airs. I agree regarding wildlife, but instead of banning, provide an alternative. Even a snack wagon, a coffee shop for somebody with enterprise, if there's any left. Maybe... Uh, Connor could go up there with his van as Conrod's has now closed uh, thank you uh, Keith for that note as well the Isle of Man will always have to toe the line with sex education the UK rules as the rest of the northern world will target the Isle of Man do as you're told issue very worrying says Paul has the world gone mad how on earth were the toilets and the shower block at Sorby allowed to get into a poor state in the first place? As Texter 762, the DOI said 25 property man- has got at least 25 property managers that oversee buildings. Uh, the government has given me, given me the impression that it's easier to shut something down like campsites rather than actually facing things. How could it have got into this state in the first place? Uh, a, ma- a message in from this is Eddie, who says, uh, Eddie says, you said you were going to talk about the railways and what's happening to the budget for the railways. You haven't done it yet. Can you do it? Mrs. Yang's brings you the best lunches from every part of the globe with a choice of 10 lunch bowls full of amazing tastes and flavours and just $7.85 for a limited period. Share pictures of yours on Facebook and tag Mrs. Yang's in for a discount of your next lunch with us. Mrs. Yang's North Key Douglas. Check her socials. You may have already heard about the new energy efficiency scheme, but you may not know just how easy it is to access the support and that more of you can apply for it. You could be eligible for £750 worth of free energy efficiency materials to make your home more energy efficient, reduce your energy consumption and to help lower bills. Check out our website today and find out if your household is eligible. Go online to costoflivingsupport.gov.im or call 686262. You're in the car. 
car and you've been circling the car park for what feels like forever. No space is in sight and the queues are backing up behind you. Then, out of the corner of your eye, you spot someone with shopping walking towards you. They gesture that their car is right next to you and the only space is now yours. Woohoo! This is how it feels when you save over £500 versus MT with our broadband home phone and mobile bundle. Start saving at Shaw.com. T's and C's apply. Washing machine broken? Car had a prang? Unexpected bills arrived on your doorstep? Members of Manx Credit Union have applied for loans for all these reasons and more. Manx Credit Union provides savings and small loans for people living on the Isle of Man. Find out what we can do for you. Come and see our friendly team at Ragnall House on Peel Road in Douglas or visit mcu.im. Manx Credit Union. We're not just for you, we're with you. Terms and conditions apply. Tonight at six o'clock here on Manx Radio, join Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, for Countryside. On Sunday, I caught up with Bill Galley, the chairman of the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club. And I went along to speak to Brian Radcliffe, a market gardener from Regaby in the Isle of Man, to find out how things were at this sort of difficult time of the year for the fruit and veg market. That's all in Countryside tonight here on Manx Radio at six o'clock. And don't forget, you can download or subscribe to the podcast for free at manxradio.com. The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio. It's 29 minutes ahead of one on Manx Radio. I've got a note in uh, Warwick, just to uh, reiterate, he, uh, Warwick contacted Man in Line before and just said, um, surely the, the um, police and the DOI need to discuss ways to deter speeding and dangerous driving by young drivers in particular, uh, requiring the under-18s to display R-plates. If anybody isn't displaying R-plates correctly, they should receive an automatic two-year ban and a £1,000 fine. If they caught speeding excessively, £1,000 and a one-year ban. Recently, R-plate drivers are being careless, and uh, the ones I see don't care about other road users. It's very worrying. Speed cameras, CCTV, ANPR readers would be another deterrent, uh, like the UK has. Uh, so it just seems a trend's coming in here with the um, the boy racers on South Quay and Douglas um, uh, disrupting people's um, uh, lives, really. People moving bedrooms because of the noise that's made on South Quay with red light jumpers and with speeding. And uh, I just wonder whether you, it's time to float that idea. Would you be happy with speed cameras and traffic light cameras on the Isle of Man? Certainly Anne Corlett's been talking about 20 is plenty and having a 20 mile per hour speed limit around uh, urban areas and built up areas and around schools. So any thoughts? Uh, the toilets, the Claddox campsite, the usual government sledgehammer and the most expensive sledgehammer available to crack a nut. Uh, a new Clargister and a coat of paint would have sold everything, says 557. Uh, on Good Friday, there will be a convoy of motorhomes leaving the grandstand to the Solby campsite. Could be more than 100 in convoy, says 223. This is not a Facebook group, is it, I wonder? Uh, Deffer wants to demolish uh, the toilet block at Solby and then do a consultation afterwards. Surely any consultation should have been done while the site was open or perhaps over the winter period, uh, says that texter. Uh, regarding the Balasala Medical Centre, and again, uh, this is Denise who just said, Andy, nothing's been mentioned about the Balasala Medical Centre. Well, at the moment, that they formally handed back their contract at the end of July this year. That's 21 weeks, I 
I think, on Monday. Manx Care's working with the practice to investigate all options available to secure the future provision of GP services to patients served by Balasala Medical Centre, those who, those who live within the catchment area as well. So as soon as we know something, uh, Denise will tell you, but as it is, it's on notice and there's uh, 21 weeks uh, to go before them. Uh, so people are being asked not to stay overnight at Sulby Claddocks during the 2023 season while the condemned toilet block is gone now and there is a consultation. So while the temporary measure is in place um, the, uh, the during the five-month camping season running from Easter September, you'll still be able to use Sulby Claddocks during the day. So there's no barriers or anything. You can go there during the day, but come sundown, you have to go. You can't stay. Uh, the operation's been managed by the government, and in recent years, uh, they say they've been hit by rising costs for maintenance, security, and upkeep, meaning that Sulby Claddocks is basically a drain on the public purse. It has been run at a significant loss. Uh, so I don't know whether you agree with uh, earlier on somebody saying that they will be prepared to pay more, quite a lot more, to stay there uh, to get the thing perhaps into profit. Uh, and lots of comments regarding this. Um, no dumping at Solby Claddocks until further notice. I, I think you're talking about fly tipping, are you? Uh, I just want to say I think it's uh, horrendous. This is Dave. Horrendous. The Alaman government, DEFA, has been driving up costs with unnecessary extra staff. There have been two G4S security all week instead of one bloke visiting twice a day to check the permits. Then they reduced the capacity, limiting it, limiting it to 25 pitchers with a booking system that made it hard to get a slot, despite the place being half empty. Health and safety was the reason for just 25 being allowed there at one time, but it was OK to have 75 at TT. Over my years using uh, the Sulby Claddock campsite, uh, there's been lots of regulars to both pubs and the Sulby store, now part of the Sulby pub, of course. Um, so they've lost trade now. TT, half the site, go to the pubs. Then there's the marshals that camp there as well. Lots of UK and further afield plates there all the season. Affordable camping and money spent locally. Some local families, uh, families barely make ends meet these days and don't have an affordable area that they can take the kids to for a few days uh, to make a holiday. It's over £30 a night in campsites for a family of four. That adds up if you're struggling. Someone we know from the site goes every year, pays almost £1,000 for ferry to get uh, the vehicle over for TT, stays on the island for a month, spending locally pubs, restaurants and stores. Seems the Alaman government wants tourism, but not if it's in a camper van or a tent, says Dave. Don't think the government's ever been more out of touch. If all the issue is just the toilet block at Sulby Claddock, just hire a mobile toilet block. It's not rocket science, says Jeff. Well, we've got one for free. A builder wants to donate one for the TT period for free shower and toilet block. Regarding the Claddocks on 227, let's ask DEFA how they can afford to hire a helicopter to build walkways but can't afford uh, a toilet in the reception area, says Mal. This is uh, generating lots and lots of comment. 
Um, and uh, regarding the sex education thing, we'll come to that uh, in a moment. But I, t- I do want to get to this. I've been uh, uh, talking about the railways, and it is. Uh, there's a report out uh, that uh, is basically the future of the heritage railways. Um, and the business case for the Heritage Railways. A report uh, has no mention of the business case to build on the success of the demand for Heritage Railways. Um, Doesn't appear to be a marketing plan, investment to attract tourism and the usage. It's a report that basically recommends uh, the management of the railways. And obviously, money is put into things that we just talked about. We're mentioning TT. Lots of government money is put into TT. TTs manage very differently. Investment, obviously, drive to increase its economic impact, uh, not to direct income or cuts to the budget. So we'll be talking to the Minister for Infrastructure shortly on Man in Line, and no doubt the railways will come up. Um, the report that's uh, just come out is to estimate the true value of the heritage railways and how the benefits arising from their operation compared to the cost, basically cost and benefit. The information provided is going to be used to present options to the Council of Ministers on future operations of the Alabama's heritage railways using clear financial data and including viable alternative operating models, if appropriate. Now, there have been quite a few reports. The Sistra report and the one that's kind of been pushed to one side, the Econis report, which came out a few years ago. Identification and analysis of the revenue and capital costs of operating each element of the Heritage Railways in 2022-2023, and how these compare between themselves. Uh, vary since Sistra, the report, estimated them in, in 2018 and how they stack up against comparator heritage railways elsewhere uh, with recommendations. So there is a report looking at the future of our heritage railways. And I got a note in from uh, Ralph, who says, Andy, uh, you've been talking about the railways. My sixth penneth is that the Heritage Railways have lost their biggest advocate from within government. And uh, he wasn't always popular, uh, but we've lost Ian Longworth, who was a passionate advocate for the value of the Ireland Railways. And Ralph says, I don't think there's going to be anybody in government now to pursue a business case for their value. I, for one, will be watching what the government does with our heritage railways very carefully. So the heritage railways, the steam railway from Douglas to Port Erin, the electric railway from Douglas via Laxey to Ramsey, and obviously the mountain railway from Laxey to the top of Snaefell. They cost money cost an awful lot of money but we do have world-class heritage railways some of them unique in the world not to to say that we've also got smaller heritage railways across the Alabama. look at the the small tiny mining railway in Laxey there's also the uh, the small railway in uh, the um, wildlife park there's Gravel Glen railway we've got the horse tram Um, shortened though it is so if you've got any thoughts on railways um, I'd be really happy to hear what you have to say and uh, in the future the uh, infrastructure minister Chris Thomas is going to be on Man in Line so no doubt you can chat to him Uh, Chris Thomas is on at the end of March Monday 27th of March Chris Thomas the DOI minister will be on anything else you want to talk about Uh, Phil says um, I'm uh, 
sorry for what I'm about to say, uh, but um, I will tell you, uh, my 13, and this is uh, Phil on 385, so we'll, we'll take this as um, uh, Phil's opinion. My 13-year-old daughter came home and said they were putting condoms on bananas and talking about oral sex. Sorry, but I think this is far too early at that age. Disgusting. I'm taking legal advice. As usual, the Manx government will take ages on this report. Julie Edge and Keys this morning urged everybody not to speculate. But we don't have a firm why, when, or did it actually happen? Who sanctioned it? Did it happen? Is it going to happen elsewhere? At the moment, the UK media are talking about it all the time. We're all over social media with this um, uh, sexual and relationship uh, education um, uh, curriculum that is being in the schools. It's been paused at the moment. The department says it's been paused, intimating that it's started already. So we'll wait and see what happens. In our quest to remove all single-use plastic from our milk packaging, Isle of Man Creamery cartons, including the new 1.75-litre carton, are now 100% recyclable, made from sustainable and renewable sources. We're the first in the British Isles to offer these new large cartons, and you can pick them up now in local retailers or add them to your Isle of Man Creamery doorstep delivery. Plant-based cartons from Isle of Man Creamery. Better for the environment, better for you. Our hospice is 40 years old this year. In those 40 years, so many people have been touched by what hospice does. Both young and old. The hospice nurses helped us keep my dad at home. They made sure my wife was pain-free and took away her fears. We're lucky to have them. They really are angels. Can you support our hospice by donating just 40 pence per day in this, the 40th year of care? Visit hospice.org.im forward slash regular or call 67222. What a challenging few years for all businesses. At Nicola Bowker & Co, we're proud to be in your corner. But even more proud of the local businesses who have adapted with new technology and prepared for the future. Nicola Bowker & Co. Tanya Dolores Shoes and Accessories fabulous new shop at 72 Parliament Street, Ramsey, opens March the 4th with a new men's shoe department and an even bigger ladies' shoe collection. Come and join us on the big opening day from 9.30 for a unique retail experience. We'll be offering one free pair of shoes to our first male customer and other exciting gifts, so don't miss out. Tanya Dolores Shoes and Accessories. The perfect style, the perfect fit. Max Radio's birthday list with ShopRite. If you or anybody you know is celebrating a birthday, then why not get them a shout-out on your Manx Radio? Because not only will they be thrilled and delighted, they also get a chance of winning a £100 ShopRite voucher to spend on anything they like. Text your shout-out to us, 166177, or email us, studio at manxradio.com. We'll do the rest, pop them on the list, and they could win that £100 voucher from ShopRite. Any show, any day, it's entirely up to you and I'll be doing the draw on Mark Tiley in the morning at the beginning of the following month. Good luck and get shouting out. 
The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good afternoon. Thanks for uh, tuning into Man in Line today. And by the way, if you uh, uh, join us halfway through, remember uh, there's a podcast available and you can also listen again. And if you follow Max Radio on Twitter, uh, and if you don't, I suggest you do, then uh, we'll tell you when the podcast is available. You just click on it, get it absolutely free of charge. And if you don't yet have the Max Radio app, then uh, please get it absolutely free of charge. If you have a smartphone, just go to the App Store, put in Manx Radio. It'll tell you it's there. Download it. Put in your uh, your code word, your uh, particular code word, and, and there you are. It's there absolutely free of charge, and the podcasts are there. And the Man in Line is on. Lots of people listen to Man in Line in all sorts of places. <laughs> I know so because they told me so. Uh, Tony's on now. Hi, Tony. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Well, I'm just navi- um, I'm navigating my way between free toilet blocks. Lobby, you're not allowed to say anything. Be careful. Because you've been told not to. Don't, don't speculate. Oh, yeah, don't, sorry. Don't, don't say anything, because then you can't be wrong, can you? I've noticed there seems to be a trend when everything in government, whenever something's questioned or they're caught out and somebody points out that they've already done something they want to do, all of a sudden, we have to go for consultation. And this applies to everything they do. Whenever something is brought up, well, why are you doing it that way? Oh, well, we'll go for consultation. But beforehand, we never get any consultation or anything. I mean, I, I just wonder, is there a underlying trend within government to remove the voters from the government processes and particularly from the department's processes so they can't be questioned. It's interesting, very weird, I'd say. Not very democratic either. So my suggestion is we should get all the government departments to give us a report every year on every project that they've got in hand that they're doing and everything they plan for the following year with a costed estimate, approximate, just an estimate. And then we'll find out how much money they're wasting and why they're doing things they don't need to do. And is there something behind it? Do you think, Tony, that that this is just another example of... I mean, we live in a very risk-averse world nowadays, and in particularly uh, in certain sectors, uh, as you say, getting things wrong is... uh, You know, people can be hounded for getting things wrong, and so people become risk-averse. So it's an easy easy kind of cop-out to say, well... You know, instead of making a decision, we'll have a consultation. Therefore, it's going to be somebody else's decision. Right. So what we need to do is fire the government, fire all the managers who are supposed to be experts in their field and start again because they're not doing their job. They're getting paid to do this, Andy. We're paying their salary and their wages and their pensions, which they seem to be happy to spend the pension pot on anything they want without asking anybody. I mean, it's, it's appalling. We're, we're not doing what we should be doing as a, as a country. What we're doing is we have got these projects and plans, and you can list them all. There's hundreds of them. They're all not very good. It goes from the prom to the ridiculous things in Liverpool all the way through to toilet blocks, which they haven't bothered talking about for two years, and then all of a sudden we've knocked it down. Oh, we're going to go to consultation, don't you worry. 
all of this is, is just a, a carry-on of everything they do. Oh, and we'll just carry on spending money we haven't got. But well, meanwhile, we have things like, we'll build a new recycling centre in Douglas. We don't need. We'll build a new testing centre. What was wrong with the old one? Which is now empty and not doing anything, as far as I can see. It's just appalling, just a waste of money. And the, the governor, or the, the people who are supposed to be watching over this, are asleep at the wheel. The, the departments just do what they want, and... All you get is what the departments told them to say. And then the excuse is, oh, well, if anybody queries it, just say we're going to go for consultation, which will take two years and take the pressure off. All right. OK, Tony, thanks for that. Good luck, Andy. Oh, good to hear from you. Thanks for that. Um, I just want to tell you, by the way, uh, this is something you may be interested in. A new chair is being sought for the Isle of Man Research and Ethics Committee. <clears throat> now, this is the body responsible for reviewing health and social care research projects and proposals for the Isle of Man. Now, the chair's appointed for fi- no more than five years, and basically it's two hours a week. You should have prior experience of chairing meetings and committees and effectively encourage encouraging and leading discussions. If it sounds like you, it would suit you if you're familiar with research and you recognise the need for ethical standards in health and social care or another field, the right candidate will have a strong commitment to protecting participants and the public. Okay, now if you're interested in this, the closing date for applications is the 12th of March, so it's just about a fortnight away. And if you want um, uh, more information, you go to the um, uh, Alaban Research Ethics Committee webpage. Just put that into any search engine, or if you want, you can call 642177 or email gov.im. If this interests you, they want a chair of the Research and Ethics Committee to. Two hours a week, it will be for no more than five years. If it's something you think you could add something to, give them a call on 642-177 or go to Isle of Man Research Ethics Committee's webpage. We've talked about uh, the closure of Solby Claddocks and we've talked about it affecting people's lifestyles and businesses. Now, everybody on the, the Isle of Man knows Ben Sowery. Ben is the uh, proprietor of Ginger Hall. Uh, now, Ben Sowery's been around for a long time. Ben's run pubs uh, in Ramsey. Uh, Ben's been a broadcaster and uh, everybody knows the Sowery family. Ben says... The Ginger Hall is going to lose tens of thousands of pounds if the Solby Claddock campsite is closed during TT. It was recently announced nobody's going to stay overnight at the site during the 2023 season while the uh, the toilet block's gone and the consultation is being carried out. Nobody's consulted Ben Sowery. This is Ben Sowery. I first found out, along with everybody else, uh, there was no consultation. Uh, no one made contact to, to sort of delve and find out if this would have an adverse effect Sorry, on would our you, business. Would, but would you expect them to? I would hope that they would have done their sort of due diligence and maybe contact the couple of local businesses really set to be affected. But no, we didn't get anything. So we just had it dropped on us at the same time everybody else found out uh, last week. Were you surprised at the news? 
Yeah, I was. I mean, I know there's been rumblings. Um, you know, I, I could tell that um, perhaps they were losing their luster for the site and wanted maybe to find someone else to, to take it on or, or whatever. But I didn't think, you know, for a second that they were going to completely uh, cancel the site just before the busy season and, of course, preventing people over TT and Grand Prix from, from using it. I'm guessing you've spoken to them, have you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've made contact and, and not got very far so far, uh, which that doesn't surprise me particularly. Not really had any answers. So what does this mean to your business then, if the campaign is quashed for this year? I mean, it's massive. I did some sums before and it's it's uh, in the region of about £60,000 we'd be down. And that's a big a big chunk of our yearly take it's a huge amount over TT and Grand Prix because all our nighttime trade comes from the campsite, really. Very small amount comes from elsewhere. So to, to have a, a non-busy TT night trade in the pub would just be crazy. And if the ginger doesn't have a good TT, it makes the rest of the year quite a difficult proposition. In what way? I mean, you're talking closure? I mean, financial, financially, no, I mean... I don't want to say closure because that's quite a scary word and, and I'm you know, I've diversified in other ways that, that will will safeguard, but what I mean is it will be yet another year where there's uh all we're doing is surviving and not thriving and you know that begins to, to grate and wear away on you to the point that you question whether it's worth it or not. There he is, Ben Sowery, a very popular guy, and everybody knows Ben from the Ginger Hall. That's the situation. Uh, Bill said, I can't see how the Sulby Glen pub and the Ginger will be in real danger of closing if the Claddock site's closed, TT or Grand Prix. Uh, it's not government property to sell, by the way. Surely they can arrange the cleaning if the toilets... Uh, are donated. If we lose those pubs, what will the visitors have? Uh, it's very wrong, says Bill. Uh, any thoughts on this regarding the uh, what's going to happen um, and the fact that the people build their... Remember there is the meeting at the Solby Glen um, a, a supporters meeting will be at the Solby Glen. Uh, a note in from, this is the guy who uh, was reporting red uh, drivers running red lights. Uh, they, he said, I've reported drivers for running red lights, but never heard anything regarding it. York Road to Balaquail Road, Spring Valley to Annika traffic lights, Groves Road to Spring Valley traffic lights, Peel Road traffic lights. Drivers are just impatient. They don't want to be stuck waiting at the lights. Uh, some often speed up to get through. I'm delivery driver so i see this happen all the time if you uh, have ever reported somebody running a red light and there's been an action taken subsequent to that i'd uh, like to know you just wonder particularly maybe if you've got dash cam footage of somebody running a red light and you know nobody likes a snitch but if somebody's putting everybody else perhaps pedestrians in danger is it time for that an observation regarding man in line says 505 regarding the teaching of trans lifestyles in schools i'm a firm believer in consenting adults being free to practice whatever they see fit However, as the parent of two children, I advise the schools teach about the two genders we know about and not to confuse children um, with that. With that I, I withhold my permission to teach these things, uh, says uh, 505. Uh, Pammy, uh, thanks for that. And thanks for many, many contributions to Man in Line today regarding the, uh, the sex education situation. 
can't read a lot of them, to be quite honest, because um, they're fairly forthright opinions and uh, some fairly graphic opinions. But I appreciate you getting in touch. Later on this week, two ministers on Man in Line. Treasury Minister Dr Allenson will be on Thursday. And on Friday, the DHSC Minister, Department of Health and Social Care, Laurie Hooper, MHK. Incidentally, coincidentally, both Ramsey MHKs. So if you want to talk to them about anything regarding their ministerial portfolio or perhaps about Ramsey, then... You can email the questions ahead of time, maninline at manxradio.com, or leave a message on the answer phone, 682631. We're back with another open line tomorrow, Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and thanks to Harry Kane today. W-I-N-T.